hoki mai ki ngā whenua tapu o te ngāhere tawhito ki reira e ohākina te huia mō te āke āke āmine Kia ora e te whānau anau mai hoki mai it's good to have you along again this week, and boy, this week have we got an interesting one. It's, when I say interesting, I mean amazing. <laughs> Not just amazing, but absolutely, um, absolutely a privilege <clears throat> to present this week's one. This week, we um, I have sat down in the whare of Ted and Alwyn Faramatetuarea um, down in Taranaki. Uh, now... Uh, Ted is 85 um, and also um, also has uh, first stage of Alzheimer's. So, so the reason I say it's interesting is because um, maybe in a couple of times you might get the story twice. <laughs> um, and because of that, uh, this podcast is also filled with a bunch of edits. So I've just taken stuff out and tried and spliced it together. So there'll, there'll probably be about four or five sort of jumps here and there. But don't worry. Um, in spite of that, this this podcast is pure, pure gold. It's just pure history, and it's such a privilege to have these guys um, share with us. Alwyn, uh, Alwyn is sharp as a tack, and so she always sits in the room uh, and helps keep Ted on track. But let me know, let just me tell you a little bit briefly about these guys. Ted was um, born at Ratanapa down in, um, just out of Honganui down there. Now, for those of you who are listening to this and don't know about this, Ratana, Ratana Pa and the prophet Ratana was, he was an amazing uh, man of God, amazing follower of Jesus, uh, around about the 1920s, had a, uh, had a massive revelation. A cloud came from out of the sea, he watched it come from out of the sea and engulfed his house, and in that moment had an, an exceptional encounter with the Holy Ghost. Um, and in that process, transformed his life, changed his life. Um, uh, had a couple of tohu as well. A couple of signs happened to him with two whales showing up on the beach, and the Holy Spirit speaking to him about those two whales. But um, all this to say is that um, Ratana had an incredible prophetic ministry and an incredible healing ministry. A healing ministry probably like few have ever had in the history of Aotearoa. So uh, in the midst of this movement, this guy Ted came about. Now Ted came about because uh, Ratana actually prophesied over his parents who couldn't have children. Uh, he prophesied that they would have a son, he would be born at Ratana, and that he would become an apostle. Amazing story. So this is this fella Ted. <laughs> so Ted shares some of his life about growing up at Ratana Pa. He was nearly seven years old when the prophet passed away. But um, but you can you can just hear his story uh, and you can hear some of the things in his life. Um, this podcast will um, conclude the interviews for our Atua Tanga Atua and Angels series. Uh, now I wanted to have Ted because Ted's um, Ted's as I've said he's in his eighties and he grew up with Ratana and he and and as you'll hear his story he he grew up. Uh, seeing healing, he grew up in the prophetic. He grew up seeing into the spirit world. He grew up preaching the gospel. He, him and his wife, uh, travelled the globe preaching the gospel. They lived in Australia for decades. They planted churches over there. Um, Matua Ted, Koro Ted was um, one of the first uh, Maori uh, ordained AOG ministers. Now the interesting thing is that when I sat down with Ted. Actually, last Friday, I then that Friday night, I spoke at Ratanapa to uh, a Maori AOG hui. So it was really fascinating that I actually sit down and speak to the, one of the first uh, ordained Maori AOG ministers, and then uh, go and speak to to the current Maori AOG ministers. So it was a real, real uh, treasure of a day, actually. So I just want to tautoko, um, uh, uh Mina Akuman, uh, uh, and of course. Uh, 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 Christina down there um, and, and Whanganui, the Whanganui AG and for the hui that they pulled off as well so it was, it was a real privilege to be a part of that 
But um, look, uh, Ted was ordained by Frank Houston. Uh, for those of you who don't know Frank Houston, that's Brian Houston's father. If you don't know Brian Houston, Brian Houston is the founder and leader of Hillsong over there in Sydney. So it's it was it's just interesting, interesting history to weave what's going on here, uh, and and just how different people's lives have different have interacted and changed and all this sort of stuff. So. Like, as I'm even saying this, i got a smile on my face because I'm just truly blown away by the history. <laughs> just truly blown away by what God has done, uh, what God is up to, and of course, what God will do. Um, so, enjoy this podcast. Um, this concludes our interviews on this first season. And we conclude it with the life, the testimony, and the wisdom of a man who knew Ratana the prophet, who was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and has, as a Māori man who korero Māori, korero Pākehā, trained lawyer, also an engineer, um, incredible man, lived an amazing life. So it's it's a privilege to conclude this with his stories. So um, sit down. Have a listen uh, to our phenomenal testimony. So, kia ora koutou. Thank you, Father, for your presence here. And we ask you that you will speak to us, alert us, guide us, and bring about solutions and problems that can be easily undertaken because you're with us, Lord Jesus. You said you'll never leave nor forsake us. And we know that your Holy Spirit is here as a commanding officer to your commands. And so today, Father, we just thank you. Grant us, we pray, the blessings of the Lord mm. and the anointing to be effected to all that will hear yes. thank whatever you. our brother has to say and do. But we are part of the family of the miracle-working power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that special anointing that comes to each one of us who are called. Without hesitation, they respond. And so today, Father, we Mm. pray that you'll oversee our fellowship, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit be here to guide and be sensitive that we are to the Holy Spirit and give us the right words to say and the things that are important. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for having me into your whare here in Kaupunga down in Taranaki. It's jolly, jolly nice to be here. So, I mean, a good place to start would be, you know, ko waikwe, no hekwe. Um, you know what? Where? Who are you? Where are you from? Yes. You know. Why don't we um, just do a little brief intro about that? Yes. Oh well, our name is Teddy Turia. Um, I think some people thought I was Faramati, but that's my mum. She married a Faramati. My dad was Kapurangi Ropa Turia. He was a farmer at Partiga Road, Bihama. I was brought up in Ratnapa because I was a miracle birth. Oh. My dad and my mum went to him because my uh, grandparents, that was my mother's parents, brought me up and said, well, you better go do this and that. And the mung, I said, you got to do this and do it. So when you're pregnant, you're going to give birth to the boy in Ratnapa. And that's how I became brought up in Ratnapa till I was 12. <laughs> and I felt the a sense of, it was a very sensitive boy, I could sense that, my grandparents wanted to go back to Kaikoua. They had a farm oh, there. Oh, really? And he's been there ever since Ratna proceeded and travelling the world and doing that. And Ratna, of course, took my grandfather as the lawyer and Ratna Pa and what was his I suppose with his knowledge and his advice, he oh. more or less took care of the Ratna Oh, of village the, while he while traveled. he's traveled around the world around the world wow, yes okay. wow. so he was a, oh. I suppose a main person there but in the meanwhile oh too goodness. I come in on the scene while I'm eighty five now so so you're um 
So Ratana prophesied yes. your yeah, birth. My, just want to make birth. this clear because yes. I'm just like buzzing yeah. out right there. Well, my so. mum and dad went to see him because my grandfather was the okay. secretary okay, lawyer for right. the movement. Okay, yes. Uh, Matutani, and my grandmother was a missionary. So I end up as a baby and travel with her back and forth until I reached the age of 12 and I uh, had to go until to college. You, until you went to school at five. Oh, okay. And then he had to stay with his granddad while she went by herself. Oh, doing gosh. missionary work all around. Okay, well, let's, let's just pause there. And Alan, where are you from? Right? <laughs> Born and bred in New Plymouth. Yep. And um, brought up in the Baptist Church. Oh, really? Was born again when I was 14. And then uh, followed the Lord right through. Um, but I, I just, as 17, 18, through those years, I knew there was more than what I had learned from Baptist Church right. being born again and, and doing, you know, they brought up really good, solid foundation. Um, and anyhow, I, about the age of 17 and a half, I prayed and I said, Lord, um, I want to meet the right man for my husband one day, but I says, I, just you and I are going to get close. Right. The Lord and me yeah, first yeah. for a whole year. I was um, yeah. getting up earlier with my nursing and praying, and um, then about a year or so later, more than a year or so later, Ted was a patient. A patient. And so I met him, and, I, and he had up above his name Christian. Oh, and of course, oh really? in those days, you had up RC for Roman Catholic or Methodist, oh, okay. whatever church you see. And for him to brought up Christian, I thought, hello, this is different. Um, and so I noticed, even though he had a bad accident, he was knocked and dragged down the road by a drunken driver. Oh. Um, and also, his first wife um, died overnight from that that accident. Oh, this man really? was speeding, drunk on the wrong side of the road, and collected them both up, oh, crossing the road yeah. for church. So. Ted was my Crossing patient. Crossing the road for church? Yes. Oh, and wow. Ted was my patient for um, Thursday morning and Saturday morning. Then I moved to another ward, the children's ward. So I watched him, and here he is after a terrible accident and um, saying grace for his meals. Right. And then crawling out of bed when he wasn't meant to be. And <sighs> going across to pray for an, a man who had... Um, liver cancer and and not well you know um telling him about jesus and <laughs> bringing him to the lord and praying with him um and i thought this man is really something you know i've never met before wow. a man that's so much like jesus wow. and so basically um in those two two, two duties um he said he goes to the assembly of god church and i says i never even heard of it so i wanted to find out where this place was so from that um I realised that it was the Holy Spirit baptism that I never knew about, and yet I needed it, and so that's what um, drew me to Pentecost. And oh my I've goodness! Never, wow. never, never wow. left since. It's been so wow. awesome. Far out. So, so, so um, yeah. What an incredible so, story! It's, it's, it's awesome story. Man, already there's been two. You've both introduced yourself. Man, I could talk to you guys forever about all this stuff. This is crazy. Yeah. So. Like, so, um, yeah, Ted had an adopted daughter, um, Christine. She was nine at the time when okay. we got married. And um, so... I is think, that the photo up there? Is it uh, you guys? That's our photo of our wedding. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. Wow, gorgeous. And so, yeah, so... It, We're the, much mature up here. Yeah. <laughs> that was about 21 that years mus- ago. That moustache is mean. That's like a Bernie Fraser moustache up there. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so really, um, when we got married... Um, I just turned 20 and I not only became a wife but a mother yes. and then Ted was preaching for years he'd been um, evangelising right around Bay Community all around Taranaki really? wherever and um, wow. so I became a pastor's wife as well right so right you that, just you dove into it yes, yes yes but that's what I prayed I says Lord I need a husband who loves the Lord and is doing the Lord's work yeah. because I want to work with him. Wow, wow. So what 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 year were you born? Called what, what? Uh, December the 21st, 1932. 1932. Yeah. And, um, and you were born at Ratanapa? 
Yes, and right in the part until I turned 12, I had to leave and just pursue whatever was right for me to do. Right. And so when you were, um, so you grew up for those first 12 years at Ratana Pa. So if Ratana prophesied your birth, like when you were born, did... Yes. Did, yes, that's right. Did the Mangai and come with or? the Mangai as well. And of course, um, being brought up in Ratana Pa, uh, until I got to the stage where I had to go to a secondary school. Yeah. And that's uh, I spent those years outside of Ratna Pa as a secondary student, you know. Yeah. And um, but developing both pursuits, I suppose at my age of twelve. I began to realise I had to make choices. <laughs> and so my grandfather was a lawyer, brought me up, and grandma was a missionary. I went on tours with her as a baby, and wow. when I got a bit older, I couldn't go with her to go to school and run right. the path. Right. So by the time I turned 12, I um, had been prepared by my grandparents, Matutani and Tudeti Tani. They're from Kaikwe. They had a farm up in Kaikwe, but okay. because of the Ratna, they had been um, pursuing him and keeping him and helping him on the legal right. side. Right. Because right. he was a qualified lawyer. Wow, for a farmer who was also a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. well, he was yeah. a lawyer, but he owned the family farm yeah, up okay. in Kaikwe. Yep. And uh, all the 12 years I was in Ratna Pa, brought up by my grandparents and my grandmother, when I turned 12, I had to go to high school, so I came back to the farm at Pihama where my mum was, but she had remarried. My dad died when I was just over one years of age. Okay. And, um... Wow. So by that time, I stayed with them for a year while I went to Obanaki High, but I'd always been arranged for my grandfather that I'd go back to Auckland, to the college in Auckland. Oh, okay. Okay. And, of course, that was performed in 10, 11 years there, and then all of a sudden I was transferred. I must have been a, a kind of married that they all wanted a part of me, you see. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, here's a, out of nowhere, this bright married comes up and a student, and he's doing very well. And so before long, instead of going into straight out into practice, I end up... Down in um, Palmerston North at another college there. Oh, really? Progressing me from one point to the other. Okay. And I spent five years there, and I, and I told him, look, I've got, got a life to live. I've got to practice and go take on personal um, liabilities as a lawyer. <laughs> and so after five oh. years, I had a taste, a broader... Minded yep. from legal to engineering yep. and everything. Okay, wow. You see? Wow. And, um, wow. So I did. I come back to Harwara and they always kept an eye on me too because they wanted the, it didn't want, because I was like a who's, prize who's, Maori. Who's, who's they? they yeah, always they'd never seen a brown skin no. at college. <laughs> right. So they wanted to be part of that, you see? Wow. And so for 10 years they still held me even though okay. I was in. Thank you. Doing uh, seven years of legal work in Hawara, they was always there. And somehow they managed to get someone to come up and see me every time and they said, oh, we'd like you to come back down. We've got a few Maoris there. And so it'd be like a, an endorsement. Right, you know? okay. Uh, like a prize <laughs> person, I suppose. Here's another Maori. He's made it. He's done this, that. And I suppose he's made it in the back. I was like right. that. I was achieved something that, for once, everyone said, "Hey, he's a Maori," <laughs> you know. And so it wasn't long before Classic. I could see Maori boys and girls yeah. coming into that secondary area. Okay, beyond wow. the normal. You yes. know, they go to high school. That's it. Finish. Right. Right. Off to the farm. Instead of yeah, on the property, milking yeah, yeah. cows yeah. or doing something else. But yeah. And, and I heard years ago there was a lot of dropouts and it was sad to hear that and I thought, well, I can't let that happen, you know, because 
here I am now, I'm, I'm a lawyer, a fully qualified lawyer, but I was doing other things wow. too when I went down to other yeah. colleges. Yeah, right. Messy. Yeah. right. It was messy. So, you know, I had about five different things I could have Wow. Wow, quite, that's amazing. So what was your, uh, you know, ha, describe your faith journey, you know, from being born at Ratanapar, you know, yes. in the presence of the Mangai, you know. like well, well, yes, How, how yeah. is your faith, what was your faith journey? Well, I suppose in a way it was developing me unbeknown to me. Not only was I being structured legally in the area of education, because Ratna was like that. You know, um, I can remember as a boy, well, he died when I was, before I turned seven, he passed away. Okay. But I can remember whenever we were playing outside the Manawal, playing marbles and all that, <laughs> I'd hear this voice. He'd never shouted. He would say, Teddy. And I'd look up and see the old man there. How do I? He wouldn't be shouting. I could hear yeah, a good hearing process in those days. So I'd go and sit by him and he would talk to me. And the basis of his speech was not just for spiritual things only, but he would inform me as the journey of being educated right. and tapping into this arena of knowledge and understanding. Right. And so in a way, here he was. I felt that he was some way trying to prepare me in the same position that he held. But, you know, I, I felt it, but it's privileged to have yeah, what he was yeah. saying to me. Yeah. But I thought, oh, and of course I was a believer too, and I always say, Lord, well, you have to guide me on this, Aye. lead me. Aye. And here I am now, 85, <laughs> and I'm still saying to him, lead me, guide <laughs> me. Kia So that was my uh, developing career, and I knew that the age of 12, there was a kind of hesitance in Nana and Granddad. Now, right. Nana was a missionary for the Ratna movement. Okay. And I'd go with her. Was she going movement. around the world, around the country? Oh, just around, around the Aotearoa, yeah, New okay. Zealand, see? Yeah, but yeah. Granddad, he was the one who took care of Ratna. Yeah. Because Ratna was off on tours, Japan, everywhere. Right, right. And before Japan went on, he went over there to warn them. He right. said, you can't carry on, you have to. Right come back and do the right things. So anyway, I suppose in a way, in the end, I I achieved what I thought was sufficient. Ted, um, tell Jay about when you received Jesus as your saviour. Pardon? Tell Jay about the time you received Jesus as your saviour. Oh, I was brought up in that as a child. but... You actually received the It's Lord. always been there. And right. by the time I end up going to high school, it was more and more stabilised. Right. You know, like you were being prepared. Right. As a child, there was no reason to doubt. Right. There okay. was a God and right. Jesus okay. the Lord, you right. see. But uh, over the years, do you I think suppose... That, do you, you think that was, the, that was the way for everyone at Ratana at the time? Well, it was, really, but... Uh, I think the fact was I noticed it, that there was those who were going ahead, developing educationally, becoming more. Right. And to me, it was just my lifestyle, right. how I was, and I suppose part of developing my character. Uh, I got knowledge of that when I was 12. I certainly realised that. Right. But... Um, but during, but during, you told me that during your growing up years as a boy, um, your grandfather used to take you around to pray for people. For oh healing. yeah, that was part and parcel yeah. of Ratner's expectation. <laughs> it's, so, it's so normal that it's not even important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. And and the thing is, because um, of like his grandparents were so godly and beautiful he was brought up like a prince there right. you know he was right. had the best of right. training uh, fluent in both languages before he went to school right. his grandfather used to get him to sit by the radio and listen to parliament and then uh, and turn it off and then say now what were they saying tell me in maori you know or tell me in english Whoa. what were they talking about before he went to school 
So he was yeah, brought, being and, educated after school. And so he, <laughs> he was brought, as I say, he was brought up like a prince. He, wow. he had the best of, best of education and, and, and things of the Lord. Wow. Um, so you, he was like praying for people. You were yeah, praying for people yes. from the age of three and praying oh, for people for, for, for yeah. praying for people to get At healed. At a very early age. Uh, and were people, were, were, were people being healed? Yeah, well, granddads had come and said, oh, you talk to, talk to me in Mountain, you get a hearty mouth of the and to me that was just part of my life <laughs> so I did that and when I prayed for the person and the person was oh, oh play, play marbles now <laughs> you know that was my lifestyle you see but Typical the educational right. side was very wow. definite and, and another thing too is um, <laughs> just heal someone and Go and play marbles. Another oh. thing that Ted said that his grandma always used to make him come home straight away from church after service on a Sunday, and he always wanted to stop and sit rather than praying for people, you know. And but he asked one day, and his grandmother let him stay there to watch. Tell Jay that the lady yeah. you saw that Ratna prayed for, that lady, you saw it. The miracle. Oh, I forgot now. You've There's forgotten the miracle. So many miracles happening, <laughs> and I suppose in a way, I got that. And by the time I had to leave and go to Auckland to college, right. I did twelve years there, and then all of a sudden I was a prize catch. Everyone seems to once his Maori boy, <laughs> so I ended up down in the recycling my education yeah. to another avenue. Yeah, yeah, and right. I just did it. Right. Until suddenly I realised that uh, my legal basis to my training hadn't come to an end. Right. I was something else now. Right. So but getting back, getting back to that lady in church. Well, do you want me to tell what? Yeah, yes. What yes. Ted said that um, he watched Ratana praying for people, and if they, he always used to ask them, "Who's going to heal you?" And if they said, "You," he'd just walk on to the next one. They had wow. to say it was the Lord wow. Jesus was going to heal them. Wow. And um, this, Ted said he saw this lady, she was as skinny as, really, really sick and very um, frail. And she said, oh, you, and then he walked and he says, sit down. And he went, came back to her afterwards after he'd been praying for others. And he said to her, who's going to heal you? Oh, she said, the Lord Jesus. Right, sit down. And Ted saw with his own eyes flesh come on her body. What? Filled out her dress. She come restored her whole being back to, to full health and strength and weight. Oh, my goodness. He saw that with his own eyes. And, mm. and another thing that Ted told me about, because Ted's getting a bit forgetful now, but, but I know a lot of things he's told me, and one of them was that um, God used to use him in visions and, um, and things like that happened and he could see. And he's, one day he was at home with his granddad and, and, and this train came that... He's coming up the pathway. See, there we go. And then I said, he's going up on the roof. And next time they could hear, thump, thump, you know. Thump, thump on the roof. Uh, well, they were there anyhow, there's something. And I could see this person. And I looked at him and I knew he had power. And I was looking at him and I felt like as if... I was having my first recognition of powers to be, huh. recognizing me, because huh. I could feel it. See, I was looking at this chap up the road. Because my grandfather said to him, Maori, what's he doing? I'm, he's looking at me. And how to forgaro, tangatakino. I'm saying this to my granddad, I'm watching huh. him, and he's looking at me. And I know he wasn't of the good kind. No. Suddenly, like as if I was in competition, uh, and I felt it already. And I said to Granddad, "I'm not frightened of him." And he could see me. See, and I, when I say that, it looked like he was wanted to jump off the roof. And right. all of a sudden, he was gone. He was gone. There was something about me which I've had all the years growing up. Um, before I became, I left the Ratna Part at the age of 12, I had a lot of very unusual accounts happen to me. Right. But I was never fa uh, frightened, I was never fearful. Right. And uh, 
And some things uh, that turn up, I would never say nothing to my grandparents. I never say nothing. Right. I just kept it to myself. Right. Only in some cases I would say this and that, because Granddad was a lawyer, and he would say to me just, not all the time, but occasionally, <laughs> you know, or, Tukura, how's the school? I said, oh, great, Granddad. Oh, that's right, that, that. And all of a sudden he'd pop in. Do you see this situation that you saw, you know, when you were yep. seven, eight? Yeah. Uh, yes. And I tell him. And so he, he started looking at me, but he never knew. But I sensed that somehow, because I had something, these powerful spirits were coming around, hanging around. Yeah, right. Hanging around, but right. I was never frightened of them. Wow, wow. Even when I was left on my own. Do you think those were there in your stories? There's um, there's bad spirits. Did you encounter good spirits? Yeah, that's right. Coming. Yeah, I knew the well? difference between the good and the bad. I knew the difference, so yeah. I could pick it up straight away. Really? See? How could you pick it up? Oh, I just sense it. Right. I just sense it, and I could see them. You see, and. Strangely, even at a mate, I go to a mate with my family, and I'm sitting there, and I see this fellow looking at me, and I look at him, <laughs> and as soon as I look at him, I can see he's not a person. And he looks at me like this, as if I've seen him, and I know him, and next minute he's gone. <laughs> so it's always been around me all the time. Yeah. It's only in the last, say, 20, 30 years, it's like as if... They haven't succeeded. Right. Now, the time they had tried their best is when I left right in the farm and went back to the farm. Yeah. I spent one year at Openaki High, yeah. then had to go to King's College okay. for 10, 11 years, and then they never let me go. <laughs> and they sent me to another place, <laughs> like as if I was a prize catch. Yeah. But, <laughs> but during that one year that you were in, um, staying at Pat- on Pataki Road, in Pihama, uh, he used to have visitations, especially when his parents were out of the tangia and away, and he's left in this big house by himself at 12. Right. They used to visit him at night, and he, he used to deal with them. Remember that uh, cheeky spirit that came in one day? Yeah, and was <laughs> Cheeky that, spirit. That came oh, in yeah. and was slamming and was oh, barging yeah, in yes. your room and, and well, stuff? So my parents were away at some mate somewhere, yeah. and I had to stay home and go to school. You see, I've been acting high for one year. And boy, these evil spirits be playing up. I'll be having a good rest, and the next one, the door opens, and I'm still sleeping, and they slam it. <laughs> and I wake up with a shock, and I, oh, oh yes, you cheeky spirits around again, are you? I'm talking like that. <laughs> and here I'm a 12-year-old boy. And anyhow, the doors open up like he ran up the passageway, open all the doors of the rooms, and the... And here am I, I'm in the bedroom <laughs> opposite the the kitchen. And the kitchen was a big kitchen, yeah. you know, that my forefathers before, there's 20, 30 children, whatever, all in this big, huge house. 22, his father. It was a big, huge house and the kitchen, well, you put these, this room and another room to it. The table, and of course with me being in prison, how come you got such a big table? I'm asking my mother. Oh, well, she said there was a big family. Yeah. You know, when they talk about 18 or something like that. It was 22. I just, <laughs> yeah. Children. But oh. um, a lot of things happened while yeah, I was but there. but after that, Ted, mm. that, that spirit, you told it to, it kept going backwards and out? Oh, yeah. He came in and become a, no- a nuisance to me. <laughs> so I said, I've had enough of you. So I went out. And he was standing inside the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as he came out the bedroom, he was out through the door. Just whoosh. Yeah. And I opened the door, he was out in the porchway. And I stepped out and he went out onto the pathway. And I was walking down towards it. And he got to the gate and I must have been halfway down the pathway. And a voice said to me, that's enough, Teddy, go back inside. And I knew then I had a kaichaki. Oh, I had another angel around me all the time just looking and seeing how I react, you see. Oh. I was bold. I was never afraid of those evil spirits. Oh. And, you know, sometimes I'll be asleep, sleeping away there, and all of a sudden something goes like this to me. Yeah, so bang you. 
And I look but at that particular case, Ted, that um, spirit was going backwards, and you and oh, you yeah. spoke to it. Oh yeah, and I started speaking to it, and we're going back. Well, the pathway is about twenty. 25 feet yep. to the gateway and I went down probably halfway and he went out through the gate and he was still there and this voice said to me, go back inside Ted and that was the kaitiaki and so I'd have a shot at them I was yep. not frightened of you right, and I just right. walked around and went back right. never came back again no. right. that was the last my kaitiaki right. I suppose right. he was looking after me <laughs> right. got rid of Never had any problems after that. The thing is too, Jay, that when um, Ratana prayed for Ted's mother and father, they had conditions of uh, not to be drinking and not to do certain things and live a holy life for that year. But um, he, Ratana prophesied that, that he would be a, an apostle. And Before he was born. Yes. And that's, that's been... Um, his, his gifting right. ever since, right. right through all those years of many, many challenges. Um, so, yeah. So how did that? How did that go from you know, man, getting a, a massive education, right, to, in, in law or whatever it was, and then entering into ministry work? Like, was there, was there a definitive changing moment, or was it just? Sort of, oh, by the sounds of it, no. ministry, you've done it all of it's your life. It's always been there, even yes. as a boy. Uh, yeah. Because I'll, I'll be in right in the power, I'll be about six or seven, 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 I think, six or seven, and I, all of a sudden I look up the street. Well, I'm in the house, and I look up the street, and my granddad says to me and Mary, how talk you there? What are you looking at? Uh, yeah. So when did you... When did you um, Say start to did you do you travel as an apostle? Yeah. Oh, years later when I graduated from college, but I knew that when I was going through college, I was having certain experiences that I thought, and I would talk to the Lord like it, like talking to yeah. him. I said, "There must be something you're doing for me. You're preparing me for something, are you?" I'm talking like yeah, that. Yeah. You know. And finally, I realized when I had confrontation with these evil spirits, and I was never backing off, I was never frightened. I just walk out towards them, and they back off yep. until I walked them right down the pathway of the house at Partigaro Pihama. And as soon as they went through the gateway, and I was halfway down the pathway, this voice would say to me, Go back inside, Ted. Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of this. Yeah. Yeah, kilda. And I would say to that spirit, there, so I'm not frightened of you. <laughs> and I turn right. my back and leave because I know this angel or whatever it is that's been with me is going to deal with him. Do you well, do you have other encounters of angels? Of pardon? do you have other stories of seeing angels or? Oh, I've seen people, and I've seen people in a crowd, and or something. I look at them, and I keep looking, and they're looking at me like this. I've no, I've noticed them, right? And I just look at them and I go, and all of a sudden they disappear. I I see you right. and you don't be. I'm not frightened of you. Right. It's okay. my spirit speaking to it. You see. Right. Because as a boy, I never was afraid of evil spirits. Yeah, yeah. I think too. Um, there's been a, a few times when in his life, while Ratana was there in Ratnapa that um, Ratna received um, um, Tuhonga's coming to challenge him. That's right. I remember reading some of those yeah. stories. and um, Ted's been there. You remember seeing at least I've two of those. I've been there when three with, or four of them turned yeah, up. Yeah, so he's seen it when it come. And he would uh, ring the bell, get them. Pete was a short fellow, big short fellow. He's a bell ringer. Uh, and when he starts <laughs> ringing the bell, all the mori who's come to the manawal. Okay. This is daytime, yeah. and uh, and among I always say, "Get out of my tangata." It's coming off the train. And of course, those days they didn't have texts. Um, right. It was God telling him, and so he knew someone was coming on the train and where he's coming from and what he's going to do. <coughs> so he just called all the people there, so wow. they all get there. You know. Wow. So I saw about four or five people do that, and 
And us, us children, we children were playing marbles. You never went and gazed around at these fellows lying dead on the front lawn. <laughs> you know, you because because these tohunga that yeah, right. and then then Ratna gives the uh, order to bury them up the other place. They actually died. Yes. <laughs> they they came and challenged Ratana, but they they fell down either rooting the ground like a pig and manifested themselves, right. or um, through an axe or something and it fell down in front but never touched Ratana. They throw axes, they throw axes and all sorts. Ted saw those and things. And it goes about down. Right. And they come onto the main before yeah. the manual. Yeah. And uh, as soon as they get so far, they fall down. And he leaves them there. And of course, you know, as Maori kid, you know, they're all nosy parkers. Right. <laughs> never, never go up and look. No, right. Like as if they knew right. you don't go near it. Yeah. Right. It's just lying there for two or three days, and all of a sudden they disappeared. And the man took them up, buried them up. Wow. Another area. If their family don't come and get them, that's oh, the family coming. They're in. buried in a certain place, right. say, not in the main right. Urupa at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, people know eventually, hello, they're going to come to Ratna and pick up the body, uh, take it. But what's never taken? Buried someone. Okay. Oh, so, you know, those are things he's seen with his eyes. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think, well, you know, Ratana certainly was a, a mighty prophet of God. Yeah. Well, Ratana was very powerful, you see. He got the railway line come up to Ratana Pa. Yeah. And go down from Whangaihu yeah. down to Turakina or Turakina to Whangaihu. Instead of going straight right. there, right, they right, come up yeah. there all up right. to Ratana Pa. Yeah. And they go on. Yeah. Because yes. there was people by the hundreds always coming to Ratna Pa. Wow. wow. And of course, you know, some stay for the night or a few weeks. Did, did you have much to do after you left when you were 12 in your adult life? Have you had much to do with Ratna Pa? Or? Oh, yeah, I used to go back occasionally, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, not as much as I used to before. I suppose before I was 21, I used to go quite a lot. Yeah, okay. You know, as was my hometown, yeah, or what they yeah, call yeah. it. Totally. And I used to go back there. And, of course, every time I went back there, <laughs> ones who knew my grandfather and Nana, and since they saw me, oh, Teddy, don't go and live in the Manawa. Come and stay with us. Right, And right, well, right, I, yeah. I wouldn't accept that all the time. Right. But once they knew me, and, you know, I knew them, well, it's all right. But uh, most of the time I said, oh, mehari oi te I'm going to the Manawa. Right. And they look at me, they don't pressurise me. They know that I'm going to get up and I go to get up and talk, you see. <laughs> and I suppose the people like that because here was I, they're only visitors, but I get up and I talk to them because I speak Maori very well and European yeah. very well. And uh, and sometimes when I say get up to talk to the old Maori and I'm talking away there, uh, someone come up to me and say, oh, yeah, Oh, all right. So I talk in Pākehā, you think? Uh, <laughs> it was just like part, I just did it normally. Okay, wow. And yet I had left Ratna Pā when I turned 12 to go yeah, to high okay. school in Opanaki, yeah. one year. But always a part of it. And then yeah. 11 years I spent in King's College in Auckland. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't the end of it. There, I had people from other colleges down in Palms and North. Massey, that's right. Did you? How did you become? You mentioned at the start before we started recording. Um, you're a part of the AOG movement. Is yes. Same right? as the God. Yeah. Yes. Well, how did that? What was that story? Well, I suppose in a way it was uh, like uh, part of my upbringing and and my nurturing. And so I suppose in a sense I I was... Um, Where did you join the AOG? Oh, here. But you used to attend in Auckland when you were a teenager. At King's College. Uh, oh, yes, yes. You yes. went to AOG there yes. in Auckland. And um, of course I had to blend in my education. Uh, I went to open... I went to Hawra... Assemblies of God Church, okay. and later on, in the middle of the town, down on Queen Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the AG there. down on Queen Street. And yeah, then yeah. after the years later, I end up 
They had the, the town hall. That's right, that's yeah. right. And by the time they left the town hall, they were already developing two churches areas. Okay. Uh, the one in Queen Street, well, it just exploded with other churches. Right, okay. But the thing is that, um, too, Jay, is um, we got married in the 9th of May, 1964. So when we got married, we moved to Harwa and we pioneered the AOG church there. Okay. So we were there for ten and a half years doing that. Really? Well, do, you, you, you mentioned before, Kurotep, that was he the first Māori ordained... I said that. Did you say that? Yes, I said that. Was he the first ordained yes. Māori AOG minister? Yes. He was. One that stayed on for years and years and years. There, there might have been a, earlier ones with dropouts and whatever. Okay. But... Uh, he was ordained on the 7th of no, July. No, I could speak Maori just yeah. as well as European. 7th of July. 7th of July, 1966. He wow. was fully ordained by uh, Frank Houston in Harwa here. By Frank Houston? Yes. God, get out of here. This is awesome history. Yes. Yeah. yes. For those, uh, for and, the, of course, uh, um, Ted became one of their evangelists around New Zealand. He, used to, he, he, he preached right, over the years, he preached right around Bay of Plenty um, and right around Tabernacle, lots of places. Wow. When he was a teenager, he told me that um, his his auntie, Toto, lived in um, Narohia, and every every year when he's coming back from uh, King's College. College, back to Pihama, you know, at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I spent a couple of hours there yeah. from Marae, Narohia. She'd oh. tell him to always call in there. To who's she? she? The uh, auntie. His auntie. At Narawahia. Yes, to because she was connected with the, everything. She's the up, with the, up with the royal family as she, well, you see. Okay. And, and, and her well, son Princess Tapuya. just died. Uh, was it, how long will he be buried? Buried. Oh, he's been gone two years. It's his mother. Our niece next door. It's That's his her, sister next door. Yeah, her, oh, her, oh, right, her, right. her father. Um, she was adopted Willie by Graham. Um, the, her auntie. Okay. Um, now you mention her. Her birth mother is a sister to Willie. Uh-huh. Well, it's Willie's mother okay. that we're talking about, okay. Auntie Tortor. Okay. She used to tell Ted to go there every time, and he'd call in on his way back from college, and she'd take him in, and she would take him. I speak. King. I preached in Parkia to Maoris and Parkia was there. It was a big crowd of Narawaiya, yeah. and after I finished there, then the old Komat said, "Hey, me kōrukwekinga mātonga Komato kuya," because I could speak English and Maori very mm-hmm. well. You see, yeah. I learned that very early yeah. while I was in Ratnapa. Yeah. So I did that, and I did that for about. 10 or 11 years. In and out of the Kingitanga, in and out of... When I come out of college, I'd call them down there. King's College back to Tabernacle. Yeah, yeah. He'd stop yeah. there, and, and, and um, she, his auntie would... She made the arrangement, and for Ted to minister the gospel and speak to the people in front of the king and everyone there every year. Wow. For one or two hours he'd be preaching. Wow. And that was a teenager. Wow. So that, to Pre- me, when I heard was, that, I said, that's so awesome. Is that, um, I'm trying to figure that, uh, I, I should, you know I should know which king was, was it Koroki? Mm. King? Did was, you know Willie Graham? No, I didn't oh. know Willie Graham, no. Well, Willie and I were first cousins, really, but his um, mother's brother brought him up. Yes. That's how he got the name Graham. Graham. Really, yeah. he's a Williams. Okay. Yeah. And um, the families were close to the two areas, but when uh, my dad passed away and they sort of got further apart. But um, with Willie, he's still part of the family. He was brought up in Pungarehu. Okay. He's a Parihaka boy. Okay. Well, he's buried there for good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Parihaka, Willie Graham. Yeah. Him and I about the same age. He might be one or two years older than me. Okay. But uh, I suppose I used to shake him up a bit because I used to travel around <laughs> preaching. And every time I see him. <laughs> and I suppose when his mother moved to Narawahia, I used to shake him up a bit more. Because <laughs> she was there. She was from Taranaki, so but good. she was part of the royal family. So good. And so I suppose in a way, well, you know, we 
we were pretty close together because every time I went back to Auckland, I'd drive past the farm at a certain time on the main highway at Pungarehu. Okay. And I knew he'd be running. He was a fitness fag. <laughs> and he'd be running. Soon I'd see him running. I'd sneak up behind him on my little Morris 8. <laughs> and it was very quiet motors there. And I'm doing, he's running away for a whole half an hour or 40 minutes. And he stops and he looks around at me and he goes, and he said, how long have you been following me? Oh, about half an hour. <laughs> I said, gee, you're fully immersed in this fitness, eh? Gosh. So, um, Kula, Ted, were you, did you know the likes of Moody Thompson? Yeah. Did you? Did Many you? times. He always come to see me at Assemblies of God Church in Queen Street. That's really? when I was boarding in Auckland, going to college. He always turned up there, see. Ted used uh, to get a lot of uh, invitations I, I used to, to go I used speak to really here. stir him because he used to come to see me preach in Auckland yeah. at the Assemblies of God on yeah. Queen Street, big yeah. large church there. Or else I'm preaching somewhere else. You know, as a college boy, I was being, oh, come on, preach yeah, over yeah. here. I was like a prize catch or something. <laughs> and, of course, he used to come around and I'd see him there sitting in amongst the crowd. Yeah, his mother used to go too, didn't she? Eh? His mother. Oh, yes. yes. Well, his mother stuck with me a lot because she brought up at Pungarehu oh, with her really? brother. But her brother brought Willie up, you see. No, no. I'm talking about... Um, Moody Thompson's, Thompson's mother. Oh, Moody. She used to oh, go yeah, to yeah. that church. Yeah, yeah, she always used to come to the Assembly yeah. of God. It was me that she joined. Oh, okay. Because uh, they used to get me there. I think they knew... I had an impression on Maori people. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was Europeans too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the church, I saw the yeah. church grow nearly 2,000. They were yeah. talking about getting into the town hall. And I was going through college in those days in yeah. Auckland, yeah. King's College. And I graduated eventually as a lawyer. But they wouldn't even give me a chance. They <laughs> took me down to other place in right. college and right. a, not in the big a church specimen right. as a specimen yeah, yeah, if yeah. Teddy right. can do it you can do it right. even for the years that yeah. we were in Hawara um, Ted would get invites to go and speak up at the um, AOG in Queen Street and take um, his singing group up with him too wow. well I started the church in Hawara yes. Assemblies of God yeah, Church yes. I went in there and had a few meetings and this minute you see, and there were a lot of people who knew me in Hawara and the little town outside of Hawara. Okoyawa? Yeah, all that. Yes. But anyway, things has developed. Um, Kura Ted, we probably should wrap this up in a minute, but um, the question, one of the questions I have, or the thoughts I want to ask you about, is, you know, Ratana was, you know, he, you know, kote tama, you know, kote matua, kote tama, kote wairua, tapu, mete, anahere, pono. Yeah. Um, you know, so he was, he was, he, he, you know, the angelic realm had a big part to do with yes. him. And at the same time, I have read about Ratana was very much um, uh, anti or oh, I don't know if that's the right word, but against, oh, I don't know, against might, that might be the wrong word as well. But he, like he didn't like our people um, speaking to Atua Māori. Yeah, um, do you know? Do, yeah, there was, know, a, well, you see, Māori's had the... Well, yeah, my question is, what, what, what's that called it yeah. all about? Well, I suppose in a way... Um, a lot of the Maori evangelists thanked me for a lot for this because I was very strong on the rail yeah. and I could explain the difference between a triune God and yeah. triune God, God as well as a singular God or, a, or one God. And, of course, being capable of the rail Maori, I just took it off my cuff like if someone saying, Oh, Teddy! How long before you go back to Auckland? Oh, it's another week. Oh, can you come to this? I want you to come to Ngāruai here. Well, that's how I got in too because my auntie lived there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she Total moved from Pungarehu and yeah. went there, see, and occasionally uh, when they got to hear I was a speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. at the time the Queen, 
was living, and then later on, Mabel came back in. She passed away. But she had a lot of time for me because uh, my auntie used to live right outside the main gate, the okay. house there. Okay. It's gone now, of course. Right. Yep. I don't know why they did it, but anyhow. So all the 12 years I was traveling up to Auckland and going to college up there, and then I come back for visit the farm back at Pihama, I always used to call into Ngarawahia to preach yeah. two hours. What's, what's um, your... Hang on oh. just a moment. Ted, turn your alarm off too, please. Oh, there he goes. He goes at 12 because he's got to take off his angina patches. Oh, there you go. There Let you me go. know that the tell my well, wife... Do, you need to, do we need to stop and do that? Do we need to do that? Yeah. He should. Yeah, yeah. OK. Well, no, let's do that. Just let's stop, just pause. Just stop a moment. Just take your... My upbringing by my grandparents furnished me with the capabilities of speaking English and Maori. Yeah. And, of course, he, he was the lawyer and secretary to the Ratna movement. Yes. And um, so I had it good. I was not only immersed in Te Reo Maori, but also speaking in English. Yeah. And I suppose that's probably why... Whenever I went to Ngāwāhia, they always grabbed me and said, oh, you must come here before you go home. Mm. So I did that for 11 years. Yeah. And, uh, of course, auntie went there. She shifted from Pungarehu and went up, stayed in Ngāwāhia till she died. And uh, she was there for 11 years. And I remember coming back and going to um, Ngāwāhia and go through the proceeds of talking to Pākehās and Māoris in European. Yes. And then when I finished with them, and, and I started talking to the king and queen and all the dignitaries <laughs> yeah. in Māori. Ted, we, we've already covered that. We've already covered that. Now, um, um, Jay asked you a question about um, Atua, um, like the gods of Māori, how do you discern the difference? Well, Is that what you were asking, Yes, Jay? yes. So well, Māori's were like anybody else. Gods many, lords many. Right. But there's a group of Māori's that were Hotiatua Nui, you see. And, um, and of course, with my upbringing, the way I was brought up in Ratna, get and then I got to, the to question, like it. Get back Can to you... the question, answer how... Um, the Maori gods and how to discern what is right and what is um, oh, there of Maori tongue and many Maori God. gods yeah. there were many Maori gods yeah. it wasn't just one or two there's right. a lot of them right. but in Christianity yeah. as a Maori Christian what do you, did you used to teach the people well, I taught them basic Christianity. Yes. Right. I taught them about the truth of the Father, Son, right. and Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. But Jesus Christ was the notable Son at yes. the time. Yes. And that was a, a state of Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. only knowing the Father, but knowing the Son. Yes. Knowing who Jesus is. Without the Son, you can't have the Father. Right. Without the Father, you can't have the Son. Right. Right. And, of course, then the third person was the Holy Spirit, yes. right. the miracle worker, you see. Yeah. And this, I think, in Maridam became the pickup of the triune God. Yes, yes. Especially in Ratana. Yeah. They were very solid in that triune God, you see. Beautiful. That um, his son is the access to that to all that the Father Christ is the has given yeah, yeah, to the believers. Yeah, yeah, cured And that he gives the Holy Spirit. So at an early age I was brought up with this knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge of the triune God. Yeah. And then the how it was three. how it fitted in and who was the son and what he did in history. How yeah. he came and yeah. became a man and yeah. then yeah. Lived like that, but all the no, biblical stuff, we we're totally aware of that. So yeah. when people, I know, I know that um, when we had Christian preschools, we would make sure that the the staff, when they gave a Maori story, it would be biblical and not yeah, okay. the other types of artuas and stuff yeah, okay. that in Maoridom teach. Okay. Because being a Christian preschool, you only have what lines uh, okay. up with the Bible. Okay. So that's. 
that of God for the sea, God for the yeah. sky and everything else, yeah. God for the river and all this. Yeah. But in Christianity, there's only one, yes. the triune God. Yeah. And the one that's part and parcel of our immersion into him is through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the Son is the yeah. go-between. He's the door. Yeah. 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 And if you don't go through to the Father through the door... <laughs> You've broken the tradition. No, I lo- I love it. Look, I, I think we'll. You guys have been amazing, and I think. Um, thank you so much. Thank you that you're alive, and I thank reckon. you for your time, and thank you for your relationship and your yeah, marriage. Well, God go with you and help you and everything and more. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.